today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The menstruation debate has concluded at Hamilton City Hall, at least for the time being. A week after rejecting the idea of providing pads and tampons in washrooms at municipal facilities, council last night approving a repackaged motion that targets the initiative specifically at women with financial need. The successful motion is going to explore the feasibility of providing menstrual products to those with financial need for assistance. The motion is asking staff to report back to the Board of Health, outlining specific target populations, location and distribution options, costs, and an evaluation plan for a 12-month pilot project. Staff also asked to seek potential private investors of the initiative. Here to discuss this is Halima Al-Hatimi from a FemCare Community Health Initiative and joins us now. Halima, how are you this morning? I'm good. Thanks for having me Th- here. Thanks for joining us. So I, I would assume that you are looking at this as a positive development. We're moving ahead. Yes, uh, I think this is totally a step in the right direction. Uh, obviously, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, but I think that... Uh, Council uh, made the right decision, and this is going to help us uh, advance our mission to, uh, towards ending period poverty. What have yeah. you been? What have you been hearing from people in this community who are in that situation? Uh, in in terms of the uh, motion that was passed, I've heard a lot of uh, positive uh, responses from people. And, and yeah. from from people in that period poverty group, what are they saying? What are they doing right now? How big is this need? Actually, uh, before we did our presentation back in December, we actually went into uh, homeless shelters to get, and community agencies, for example, Willow's Place, to get uh, some of the uh, people that were in need to actually sign the petition that we were submitting, submitting to council. And they were very enthusiastic about being able to participate in advocating for something like this. And they... and. The responses that I've heard is that this a project like this is necessary in the city. How big of an impact would it have if private sponsors did come on board? Because I mean, there's there's a lot of your costs right there. Yes, I know. I know there's some uh, trepidations around getting uh, private sponsors on board to help with a, a health issue. However, we have had a number of corporate sponsors uh, supporting our work so far, and we wouldn't have been able to do this work if it wasn't for the uh, the assistance that they've given us. And so I think that um, exploring the potential of partnering with uh, corporate corporations who would be interested in investing in a project like this uh, will, ha- will yield positive results in the long run. How many people would this initiative benefit, and, and, and what are the options? I mean, we, we could unveil this to every woman in the community or, or select few, right? Well... It, this initiative is expected to support thousands of people um, across the city here in Hamilton. Uh, and, and, and the greater, and even from a national perspective, uh, if we were to fund menstrual products for those in need, uh, the Canadian uh, Center for Economic Analysis uh, projects it would cost it would uh, be able, we would be able to support a little over two hundred thousand people who would need access to these products. Hmm. Did you know what kind of cost that would come with? Uh, it's expected to cost about eighty-three to one hundred and fifty-three dollars per person per year. Okay, but the average would be about eighty-seven dollars. So, you know, uh, I just got done interviewing Chad Collins about you know budget pressures and the provincial government, you know, asking municipalities to find more savings. This seems to go against that grain because we're going to be spending money to fund this initiative. Uh, is there any trepidation there? 
Yes, well, a lot of the cuts that have happened uh, so far are cuts that are disproportionately impacting uh, women. And so this is something that we've been advocating for is taking a gender equity lens to how resources are distributed to ensure that all people uh, who need access to to essential health items such as menstrual products are able to receive them. Uh, I understand that it is adding an additional cost, but this is a necessary cost and it can help us uh, save costs in the long run for other health consequences uh, such as infections, uh, violence and crime. It can help reduce that, especially because a lot of the, um, for example, uh, incarceration rates, a lot of, uh, about 85% of them, a study was done um, at Carleton University, and about 87% of these uh, uh, incarceration rates are related to poverty, uh, poverty or economic uh, crimes. And so I think that it would, uh, taking a preventative approach like this will help us save costs in the long run. Chatting about the, what, yeah, go ahead. If that's what the government's trying to do, then uh, I think it's in line with what they're trying to do. We're chatting about the uh, menstrual debate at Hamilton City Hall last night, and uh, some progress is being made on that front. Our guest is Halima Al-Hatimi from FemCare Community Health Initiative. Um, one of the um, uh, bullet points from the motion from last night is uh, an evaluation plan for a 12-month pilot project. How do you see that pilot project working? Currently, we've been uh, setting up donation stations throughout the city. A lot of them have been local business and corporate uh, partners that have been helping us. Uh, and so I think we, we'd like to continue to help the city because we already have uh, experience with distributing these products. But, so it would, we would be de- working on developing the existing model that we have and, and using this opportunity to formalize uh, this model to get the products to those in need. Ideally, we would like to see them going to shelters, community agencies, uh, food banks, and recreation centers first because this is how uh, we can ensure that they're getting to those that uh, need them the most. Is there is there a particular part of the city that there is greater needs, whether it's the lower city, the mountain, east end, whatever the case? Right now, most of our work has been uh, through the lower city, but we have um, spoken to women's shelters that are located on the mountain as well that are in need of these products. Wow. Best case scenario for you guys, obviously, is to have uh, you know these products in all municipal facilities, but is that, you know, considering the cost, is that a pipe dream right now? Uh, right now, our fight is to support those who are economically disenfranchised, just given all the cuts that are happening throughout the province, and there's a lot of contention with respect to where uh, funding is going, which I can understand that, uh, given the sociopolitical climate. Uh, so our, our focus would be to help those in need first. Ideally, we'd like to have menstrual products accessible in all uh, washrooms, uh, especially in municipal washrooms. However, uh, if, if it's a question of supporting those that need it the most, then that's the direction we'd like to take for now, anyhow. If any of our listeners want more information on uh, FemCare Community Health Initiative, where can they go? Uh, they can check us out on social media right now. We have our website coming up uh, probably by the end of summer, but right now they can check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Alima, appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Alima Al-Hatimi from FemCare Community Health Initiative. Uh, check them out on social media, and as she said, their website is up and coming. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.